This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor. Thank you for the opportunity to worship. The old son say, we give you glory, Lord, as we We give you glory, Lord, as we to you in worship and in surrender. And we know that this afternoon, as we have been doing since we started, every opposing force shall bow. Every hindrance shall give way. Every wall of offense shall fall in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we shall sing a new song. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have worship. Hallelujah. Put your hands together as you sit down majestically. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. Nice to see you all. Just before I share briefly with us. I've got a good news here. I said good news. From the 1st to the 30th of November, we shall be fasting. You want to say better hallelujah to that word? <laughs> so it's a worldwide call for fasting in the Redeemed Christian Church of God. And um, 6 to 6, so we usually say, without you, please, without waking up at 6 to eat. I think last year we had to clarify it and say it's actually 12 midnight to 6 following day. We are not uh, Islamists, we are Christians. So you eat one meal a day, amen? 
and that should just spill to the next day. It promises to be a wonderful time, amen? God has never failed. Whenever he's called us out to fast and to seek his face like this, he has always met with us. And there shall be no exception this year. In the name of Jesus. I pray the Lord will speak to us as we go through his word right now. Please turn your Bible with me to Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31, and we read verses 11 through to 12. If you are, well, we don't say if you are there anymore with Bible because it's always on the screen. Okay, all right. Okay, follow me whichever way I read. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of one that is stronger than he. Therefore, they shall come and sing in the height of Zion, streaming to the goodness of the Lord for wheat and new wine and oil. For the young of the flock and the herd, their souls shall be like a watered garden, and they shall sorrow no more at all. And they shall sorrow no more at all. I say, and we shall sorrow no more at all. Sorrow is one of those emotions that have very minimal use in our lives. I will have gone straight into sharing with you, but I know many of you know scriptures very well. And so I can't just stand to say there's no need for sorrow. After all, it tells us in the book of Corinthians that godly sorrow worketh repentance, which cannot be repented of. After all, the Lord Jesus Christ says, blessed are you that sorrow because you shall be comforted. But sorrow along a few other emotions like fear and anger they have limited use in our lives. In actual fact, I call them gateway emotions. Gateway, that's my own coinage. Gateway in the sense that you experience them so that you can go through them and enter into something else. So in a moment, I'll be talking of sorrow as if there's nothing good about it, but be aware, I'm a, I'll be aware that I'm aware that it could be of minimal use in our lives. And so look away from that and we shall zero in very powerfully into what I believe the Lord wants us to hear today. Amen. As I mentioned, fear is one of those gateway emotions. For instance, we fear, or God allows us to fear so that we can run away from danger. You agree with me? You are not supposed to live in fear. Fear is supposed to be a signal for you. That's why we talk of the fight and flight response. The same thing with anger. Anger is to make you hate what you don't like. You agree with me? If you, don't, if you are not angry about a particular thing, you probably will not have dislike for them to the extent that you resent and you don't want them. The same thing with sorrow. To a limited extent, we, we, what, whatever we don't like, we feel sorrowful about them so that we can find ways of going around them and not seeing them repeat in our lives. Hallelujah. So having said all that, of all these three emotions, out of many that could be, that I've mentioned, I think sorrow could be the most deadly one. <clears throat> sorrow can kill. Sorrow has been killing. And there's no, there's no wonder actually, even more than fear, though we have a lot of fear, I think more people turn up at their GPs now for sorrow-related matters than probably they do for anxiety-related matters, which probably has to do with fear. But whichever way it is, 
I just want us to look quickly at what God is saying to us this afternoon. So the first part of our study, or the, it's probably going to be more of a teaching than a preaching. So the first part is understanding sorrow. Amen. Understanding sorrow. Hallelujah. And under understanding sorrow, the first point I want to make to you is that sorrow is diffused. Diffused means it's spread. It's common. It's very common. Very, very common. That's why sometimes you look at some situations, it's not actually fear you are feeling, it's not anger, but you just feel sad. Haven't you been there before? You look at situations in the nations, before we zero into families and our lives, you just shake your head and say, how can things have gone this bad? You agree with me? So sorrow is very diffused. And so there's you know, seldom anyone who can escape the grief or the tinge of sorrow. But God is telling us something different today, and we shall look at that in a minute. Amen. So, I say, understanding sorrow, you need to be aware that sorrow is very common and is diffused. Number two, sorrow is in degrees. <laughs> Please, before you start consoling people, or you start talking to people who are going through difficult situations, you better understand the depth of the sorrow they are going through. Or else we fall foul. And you start, you know, you know just... Talking as if, look, sorrow is in degrees. There are sorrows and there are... <laughs> May God give us understanding. We have lost many people in relationship. Not, not lost from the surface of the earth. Because we've trivialized with the depth of sorrow they are going through. We've tried to even rush them out of it. But God is saying this afternoon, be very careful. Sorrows are in... Degrees. For instance, I have probably there might be ten of them in the scripture. I'm just able to pick how many? Four here. Number one, that's what we can call continual sorrow. <clears throat> uh, the worship was so good, my voice was okay, but I shouted myself hoarse. <laughs> so be careful next time. Where's the young lady? Yeah. Uh, by her head. Hallelujah. Psalm 38, verse 17. He said, for I am ready to fall, and my sorrow is continually before me. Even the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 9 verse 2, Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 9 verse 2, he says that he is in great, put it on the screen, yes, he says, I am in great sorrow and continual grief in my heart for my people Israel. God will deliver us from continual sorrow. <laughs> Number two, under degrees of sorrow. Sorrow can be gripping. Gripping. That's G-R-I-P-I-N-G. Exodus chapter 15 verse 14. The people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold of the inhabitants of Felicia. Some people, sorrow can be so gripping that, I'll mention that later, that functioning becomes difficult. Because of our time, I go through it very quickly. Number three. You can, people can have multiplied sorrow. That's what it says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 27. The apostle experienced that. Philippians 2, 27. For indeed, he was sick, almost unto death. He was talking about Epaphroditus. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also. Lest I should what? Have sorrow upon. I sometimes, look. The day is coming. Revelation 21, verse 4. He said, in that city, 
There shall be no more weeping. He said, there shall be no more sorrow, no crying, no more pain. I read that. I said, Lord, why are you asking me to come and tell them <laughs> that we shall sorrow no more? He said, we can have a foretaste of glory divine. And many of the things that we perfected when we see God, we need to taste them now. We need to have an understanding of them. We need to have a taste of them. I see many men of God with great passion for the flock of Jesus. Not because of personal tragedy, but because of challenges in the life of people. As Apostle Paul mentioned in Philippians 2.27, sorrow is being multiplied on sorrow. I saw one of them not long ago. I had broke. But God has promised for us here, by his mercy, sorrow shall not multiply. Well, before I go on, sorrow can also be little sorrow. That's Hosea chapter 8 verse 10. Yes, though they have hired among the nation. Hosea chapter 8 verse 10. Now I will gather them and they shall sorrow a little because of the burden of the king. Number three major point. It's not only that sorrow is diffused and common, not that sorrow is in degrees. Sorrow is also disguised. And hopefully I may spend a little bit more time on this one. Amen. Sorrow is what? Sorrow can be consciously disguised. And one of the things I believe the Lord spoke to my heart is that there are many in this room today, we have consciously disguised our sorrow. And the reason why we disguise them might be because we don't want our own case to be the one that is brought up all the time. We keep it to ourselves. Sometimes it could be because we don't want People to continue to just say, sorry, oh, empathize. Say, look, let me keep it to myself. Sometimes because we don't even expect people to sorrow with us anymore or have compassion for us or empathy for us, we say, what difference does it make? Of course, in those situations and circumstances when we have disguised the sorrow, it might be relationship that is not working and we are just not kept our head above the parapet. It's been ongoing for too long. And the sorrow has eaten so deep. I have a word for you again this afternoon. The sorrow shall pass. And the worst part of it, when sorrow becomes unconsciously or subconsciously disguised. And that is the kind of one that sorrow has been so repressed to understand that the person has got accustomed or used to it. And many a times, even when we are asking that who wants to be prayed for in this area, they are not even aware that they are carrying so much sorrow. But God has sent a word to us this afternoon, I repeat again, there shall be no more sorrow. Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, there was a man who did everything to, to hide the sorrow that he was going through. Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in his presence before. 
Verse 2, please. Therefore the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? <laughs> the man didn't even know his face was sad. And then this is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became what? Did the man plan to show his sorrow? Why was he afraid? Ah! Because it is against the law in those days for you to come before the king and squeeze your face. But the sorrow was so deep that it was written on his face, he did not even know. Do you know we come across many people? By the grace of God, I see many faces sometimes. And I say, are you okay? Hey, I'm okay, pastor. Oh, the Lord asked me to tell you tonight. That stage will pass. It will not just be, oh, I'm, I'm just fine. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We've seen it already. The mask has fallen. But the solution is not in disguising it. The solution is in removing it. The solution is going to the source of the sorrow and taking it out. God has not ordained us to sorrow. And there are many little things that are niggling away and eating people away. Some of us, because of some unattained situation in our lives, we have become very sorrowful. When they mention that particular, maybe you expect to attain onto a height and you have not reached there. And the thing just wells up from time to time. Especially when you hear the story of other people that God is laying his hand upon and doing them good. One more time, that stage of your life will pass. Not only is sorrow diffused, common, not only is sorrow in degrees, not only have we devised means of disguising sorrow, sorrow is very distracting and destructive. Sorrow can be distracting and destructive. And this is what God has promised to deliver us from. When a person is sorrowful, do you know sometimes they look more stupid than they are? Some people, they act funny. And if you are not discerning, maybe at work, you start hammering them. Ah, what's wrong with you? Ah, their hearts are too full. It affects behavior. They've got to the point in which they've been changed without them knowing they've been changed. Ah, this year will not end. And you still be in that condition? By the special mercy of the Lord. It's a message of hope the Lord has asked me to give you this afternoon. But it's unpacking it for you. And no some of us are sitting down there and say, well, well, well. God eventually remembered me. I've hid it for so long. I thought nobody will ever know. But the Lord says, well, he has seen it if I've not. And he has shown it in some instances unto us. That sorrow must be banished from our lives. Oh, I thought I was praying to people who need some deliverance here. Yeah. I said sorrow must be banished from our lives in the name of Jesus. Yeah. A sorrow person will make mistakes in relationships. Some relationships are not working, not because anything is wrong, but because one party is too sorrowful. The other one does not even realize it. He said, all the things you used to do, you are not doing before. Ah, I've not got strength to do that. You are not talking the way you used to talk before. I remember those days in which you are this and you are that. There are issues that are eating me away. And unless those issues are removed, don't expect to see the same old person. But God is saying the old person is coming out today. 
I say the same old, better than the one that he has known or she has known or they have known. That one is coming back in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some walk around, sorry to say, like zombies. And at times people have driven through red lights. Yeah, you know yourselves. I have a few times, if not for the mercy of the Lord. So weighed down by many things going on around. Many a times, I've turned it to the, well, not many, but I think there was an instance I turned it to a police station. <laughs> of all places. It would be better to have turned to the hospital and ask for the psychiatry department. <laughs> but the heart can be so full that you find yourself on automatic drive. You just keep coasting. And I'm not suggesting that's the reason why some of the pots have been burnt in our houses. I'm not. I'm not suggesting. I'm not. And those of you that have testified about that, I've forgotten your faces, sincerely. I can't remember any of you, but I know people have testified like that before. But whatever will be the root of it, conclusion, the Lord is moving it today. Amen. I said the Lord is moving it today. Amen. Folks, I've seen people's countenances change when God answered them. Uh, Look, if you've been long enough around people, don't, unless you've not been there yourself. In my own life situation as well, I had a long-term circumstance in my family in which consumed us for many years. It, 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 it dominated our lives. God eventually resolved it, and at least we know that that is over now. But believe you me, uh, uh, unless you don't have compassion, mm, but the mercy of the Lord is available in this room. I know some people, they've even stopped seeking God. Some, I don't even see them anymore. I chase them, I please, I say, please, none of us is resting, we are waiting together, we are trusting God for that child, for that situation, for that job, for that health, we are trusting God. But above all, he's asked me to tell you today, no more sorrow. No more sorrow. Thank God for the testimony of Sister Helen. I could imagine how she would have been. Thank God for the testimony of how God stood in. You have matters you are minding here in Scotland, and somebody decided to add another one by taking you to court. Can you imagine? How the enemy will have loved to add sorrow upon the situations that we are trusting God for. But he has said, that's not our portion. Because we are stepping into a new realm. What examples I can give you, but because of our time, we have to pray. Agree with me? Oh, we have to pray. It's not a, it's not a message that you hear and go away. The Lord is speaking unto you. You thought you should have attained a particular height in life and you have not attained unto it. The Lord asked me to tell you, he that gives speed, he will give you speed. Amen. He will give you speed. Amen. It might look slow, but when it turns the captivity of Zion around, you will be like someone who dreams. Amen. So the first one is understanding sorrow. The second one is overcoming sorrow. Somebody say overcoming sorrow. In the name that's above all names, you will overcome sorrow. 
Even the disruptive behavior that people are accusing you about because of sorrow, you will overcome that sorrow. I believe Saul was disruptive because he was unhappy about the way his life was going. But one more time, our life shall be turned around. So how do we overcome sorrow? Number one, recognize it. And that's why most of what the Lord asked me to do is to lay examples and depend upon him as we speak into situations, as his wildlife, with the word of knowledge. Specific calls that are being made about circumstances. Some of them I'm not aware of, but I believe words have gone out of here to pinpoint your circumstance. You need to recognize that something is weighing you down. It has to come out of the subconscious. It has to come out of where it is hiding and brought to the forefront and say, Lord, this is eating me away. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 mentions it. So that's how to recognize this. Please, we need to be quick upstairs. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 mentions it. Looking carefully. So as we are living here this afternoon, we look carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up. Causing trouble. Look carefully. Lord, I've covered it for too long. I'm unhealthy today. I'm laying it bare today. I've said I'm coping, but truly between you and I, my Redeemer, you know I'm not. And so today I'm laying it bare. Recognize it. Number two, Build your pool of joy. Amen. Build an environment of joy. Celebrate what you have. Small that may be, but it goes a long way. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. You don't give thanksgiving because you don't have problem. You give thanksgiving because God has solved at least a tiny part of your problem. That's the way it goes. Don't wait until everything is sorted. And you become a very good case study. Our sister Helen, the problem was half solved. She came out. And she came and testified. What a terrible testimony. It sounded as it were. But he said, I'm to be complete. That's the way to do it. Lord, even though healing has not come in these circumstances, but by your mercy, somehow... I'm still saved. Thank you for that one. Somehow, by your mercy, I can still pray. I know people in my circumstance. There was a time that I think, my wife will remember that. In the early days when I was settling down in this country, quite a number of us, we came in quite qualified and the rest of that. And many had a little bit of delay. It might just be what should have been done in two years, three years, four years. Exam one, exam two, it didn't pass. And I remember one of my friends, we were together right from very early days. I don't want to give more details so that I cannot be traced. It got to the point in which the last exam, he had to do it. And the wife cried out and said, your friend talks that she let I should be no, I should let she let me know that my friend has stopped believing now. I said, over what? Because the life problem was so immense. At that time, when he was having that problem, I was not far from the same problem. But rather than leave the faith, I was getting deeper. You know, my thanksgiving, somehow, Lord, this problem is not solved, but I've not left you. <laughs> 
You better learn how to thank him for the little things because that will be the leverage which you have to the next one. Remember again, I said, we don't thank God because we don't, we thank God not because we don't have problems. We thank God because a tiny bit of our problem has been solved. And I don't, don't care how small that bit is. Because that is how blessings multiply. Hallelujah. So how do you build your pool of joy? Don't only celebrate you have, communicate with joyful people. Communicate with joyful people. And this one is a very difficult one, with which I will be very, very realistic with you. Yes, Romans chapter 12, verse 15 says it very well. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Yes, we know. But believe you me, you must be very, a little bit selective sometimes. You know what I mean? It is difficult for you to go and celebrate with somebody who has got the miracle you are waiting for. Is it not true? No, let's pretend now. Is it not true? Sometimes you need to safeguard your own soul temporarily. You are not sad for them. No, 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 no. You are happy. You are born again, aren't you? You are a child of God, aren't you? You are no longer. <laughs> and you won't wish somebody evil. You agree with me. But their blessing is a pinch unto you. Is it not? Huh. Okay, let's pray. <laughs> I mean, I've come real with you. You are not being real with me. And I know it's difficult to say because you think your neighbor, don't mind your neighbor. Your neighbor is not sincere. <laughs> so I want the sincere ones to just agree with me. The truth of the matter is that how do I handle that? Listen carefully. How do I handle that? You know where I'm going? Listen carefully. And this is not heresy. As much as you are rejoicing, with the, as much as you are not unhappy for them, it might be better for you to spend time rejoicing with people who have got things in their lives that will not cause pain to you. Good. That is, where I have attained unto, I start looking around. Who are those that are doing well in the Lord? I rejoice with them. I'm building my pool of joy. Does that make sense? But where I see need help with a particular health problem, I'm not sad for them, but I don't want to hang around too much because I'm human. It will, it will be staring me in the face. Sometimes I start doubting, am I a greater sinner than they are? And the wise, they've mastered how to navigate the difficulties of life. So learn to improve your pool of joy. Go to the house of celebration. Go to where they are, you know, doing some other thing. Even though you know this particular area of your life is not yet solved. But build your pool of joy through all that means. Number three, under increasing your pool of joy. Clear the pathway for your own joy. That is, clear the pathway for your own joy. You know what that means? That means speak victory and don't speak defeat. That's the way to clear the pathway. If things are still biting me, let me, let me just speak it, speak it, speak it, believe it. Oh, I've been speaking it for the past so many years. Keep speaking it. 
It will not be an exception. It's for your sake that we are hearing kind of testimonies we never had before. Not because your own case will be that delayed. It's so that you can be encouraged. It's for your sake that we are hearing 62-year-old giving birth. Of course, you will not wait that long, I know. I know you will not. But God is using that to encourage you. He gave them grace so that they can be examples unto you. And then you can say, Lord, if that one can get it, I know I can get it, then your faith will rise. Am I making sense? It's for your sake that God is making it possible that those who have been out of employment, they are, bad, they are down to their last farthing. No, we don't spare farthing anymore. But somewhere, somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, God speaks unto you, brought a testimony in which somebody from zero became right on top there. He said that to quite the status of a hero. And then it's for you to say, if it happened for him, it can happen for me. If God did it for him, then I know it's in the realm of possibility. That's what testimonies are. Testimonies are to tell you what's in the realm of possibility. It's very easy to say, God can do everything. You agree with me. But many times we need to see him do it first. Simply because you are human. And that's why God is unhealthing what we are buried today. And he's asking me to tell you no more sorrow. You will be a distributor of joy yourself. The house you enter, joy will enter there. Uh, that's what God has called you to do. But it will remove your own first. Because you can't give what you don't have. And kingdom of God is not about faking it. There will be no more faking here. And I know you can call that faith. I, I know faith, I know fake. And they are different. Did you hear me clearly? I know faith and I know... They are different. Faith has substance. Fake lacks substance. In actual fact, fake is based on nothing. Because it's a story that is made up. By the mercy of the Lord, our story will change. It's not a preaching day. It's a prayer day. You want to pray? Are you really serious? You want to pray? And number three way to overcoming sorrow is by turning to the ultimate joy giver. Who is the ultimate joy giver? I call that name confidently. Who is the ultimate joy giver? On Friday we were sharing here how it doesn't mix two situations together. And you've noticed that in your Bible. Sometimes, the Bible presents the evidence as if, if you want to get something from God, you must, you know, force your way, pray, fast and everything. And by the time you are settling, you say, let me fast and pray more and whatever. God goes, gives us another idea. Some people, they didn't even pray much. They didn't fast much. They just prayed a little. Maybe didn't fast at all. They got their miracle. You saw that in your Bible. Yeah. And some, by the time you do that, say, okay, 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 I understand now. Occasionally, you do that. Some, they didn't even do anything. Widow of name. <laughs> you didn't do anything. And that might sound very confusing unto you. It shouldn't be confusing. You know why it shouldn't be confusing? One thing is a constant there. It's not the effort of those people, but the person whom they look up to. Because you can make all those efforts and not look up to Jesus. It's all about whom your trust is in. Even if you just cross your mind that somebody is going to help you, that's all you've done, he can take that and use it to meet you. Turn to him. When you turn to him, 
He will never turn away from you. When you can't pray, just say, Jesus, help me. When you can't pray, you say, Lord, I know you are there. When you can't pray, in fact, I've got to the point in which I spent, shouldn't be giving too much details here, because something happened at the um, pastor's welcome yesterday. How many of you were at the pastor's welcome yesterday? Okay, a few upstairs. Yeah, I know, man. Okay, yeah, I could see them. God bless you. And one brother testified there and told me my life history that he heard at the airport in Lagos. Two people were talking. <laughs> and they described exactly my life there. So I need to be careful what I say here now. <laughs> I mean, I had good sprinkles. So you can, you can go and find out from the people that were there. What I wanted to tell you before my long story is that by the grace of God, I don't want to put time on it uh, so that you don't quote me to because the one that one quoted was too direct. At least when you are relating the story, let there be some ambiguity. <laughs> let there be some confusion in you yourself. I said, did he say like this? I thought it was too direct. To pray now, I spend some time yeah, I spent some time to ask God to help me to pray. <laughs> I'm so unsure of my ability to pray now. And you know what? I don't know. Maybe I pray more than 10% of you. Maybe. Maybe 10%. I don't think I'm the one that prayed least here. Do you think so? <laughs> and with that little effort of that small boy, able to pray, he spent some time to ask God to help him to pray. Do you now see that this journey it's not as straightforward as you think. But if you turn to Jesus, he's the constant. Jump on your feet, let us pray. I was reading something. I talk to you people too much. I need to pray that God will help me not to say some things. <laughs> Since I'm struggling, you probably will see. You could see me holding things back. In the small group, they will force me. I know them. They will force me. I say, say, say. Eventually, I say, but this one is on the internet. <laughs> Hallelujah. No more sorrow. Amen. You are not sounding like people that I say, no more sorrow. Amen. So we shall go into the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you know we have a lot to thank God for already? In the workers' meeting this morning, and you call yourself a worker in this church, you are not coming for workers' meeting. May the Lord have mercy on you. Amen. You know the reason why I don't want to use the big stick? It doesn't, it's not helpful. Uh, we can use that. Uh, we, by the grace of God, we, are, we, are, we have structure that can handle things like that. But why don't they just see the need for it? We had a wonderful time of Thanksgiving. And we had a sharing of vigilance. If you are not there, ask God what you are there. 
So one more time, in the name above all names, there will be no more sorrow. The first of our five prayer points that we pray in quick succession is, you will say after me, Father, Father. I declare in the name of Jesus. Now, we pray confessional prayer because some people may be new to this. Hmm? We pray confessional prayer because one thing I've understood is that people can run away with many reasons. But I know 95, 99% of you, I don't need to say this. But I'm following my master. He left 99 and went after. So if there's one person in this room that does not understand what we're doing, I don't want the person to have a wrong mind or lose out. The best way to pray is to pray the scripture. The best way to pray is to pray with confidence. And when you pray with confidence, you are vocal. When you pray with confidence, you don't necessarily go as a beggar. You go to the Lord in confidence and you make bold declaration. That's what Christ did. That's what Elijah did. That's what Paul did. I've not got time to be able to take you through them one by one. But I want you, even you are used to it, don't get weary. And I don't do cliches. I don't do things that because people do them. Everything I say, even when I say amen, I explain why we say amen. You've been here before. Why do we say amen? Let it be so. So when I say hallelujah, what have I said? Let Jehovah be. And what do you say? Let him be praised. Does that make sense? So they accuse us as if we are mindless people. I might be just one person. I might be none. You might be listening remotely. Everything we are doing is biblical and there's a reason why we explain. Is that okay? You that you know it, don't get bored. Be your brother's keeper. Because some of you are getting bored. What's pastor going on? We want to pray. Uh, 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 uh. And creating a culture. You wait for others. It's very easy to say, ah, let's go. What is all this? Uh, uh, uh. You are okay. Others may not. There's no point driving the truck engine to London and you leave the trailer behind. God will help us. So the next five prayer points, we will pray it clearly and standing on the scripture. One more time, you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare that every sorrow causing situation in my life be turned into joy-causing situation. Every sorrow-causing situation be turned into joy-causing situation in the name of Jesus. You know that thing that is causing sorrow. You know that thing that is making you to just feel down and out. But the Lord is saying that if we, we declare boldly and confidently, that every sorrow causing situation, let those situations turn around. It might be in relationship. It might be in health. It might be in your spiritual life. It might be in your emotion. It might be your finance. It might be in your career. It because of your sorrow. We have, come, we have hid it, but the Lord is saying this afternoon, that thing that is causing sorrow can suddenly cause you joy. By the Lord turning them around in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please, may you please help me and let your amen be loud and clear. Paul says, stir up yourself. You need to stir up yourself. Number two, you will see after me as well, I say, in the name of Jesus, I command the root of sorrow in my life 
to dry up now. Now, now. Lift up your voice and pray. Turn that into your prayer energetically. You can pray in your heart, but make sure you are passionate. Oh, yes, but if you can pray verbally or audibly, that will be all the better still. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name that's above our name, every root of sorrow in my life, in my life, maybe in the situation of my brothers and sisters, maybe in my personal situation, maybe in my children's situation, Lord, let that root of sorrow dry now, 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 and let that tree never produce fruit of sorrow anymore. In the name of the Lord Jesus, it might be in my ministry, it might be in my personal life, Lord. Lord, let that root of sorrow dry now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. You say by the power in the name of Jesus, I command all buckets of sorrow in my life. <laughs> in my family, buckets of sorrow in this nation. Be emptied into the ocean now. In the name of Jesus. Pray those prayers. They are Holy Ghost inspired. Pray them as we have said them. We waited on the Lord to give us this understanding because there are things happening in the spiritual that you don't understand. It seems as if whenever you are about to come out, they top up that bucket. They pour more sorrow in that bucket. And you have been compelled as it were to drink from it. Lord, no more, no more, no more. That bucket of sorrow, I empty it and I throw it away right now. He will not collect the water of sorrow anymore. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Along the same line, you will say, All balloons of greed burst now. Burst now. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voices and command right now. Command right now. Sometimes we need to pray this warfare and direct prayers. Oh, my Shendeleba, every balloon of grief, every balloon of grief, every bucket of sorrow, bucket of sorrow be emptied, balloons of, of grief be burst now, burst now, burst now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. You will say, I declare according to the word of God. I shall sorrow no more at all. Put that um, Jeremiah 31 verse 12 on the screen for us. We need verse 12b. There's something very instructive there. God doesn't waste words. The last phrase there says, and they shall sorrow no more. Aha. They shall sorrow no more. Is that not explicit? At all. You will turn that to your prayer. You say, according to the word of God, I declare, and according to his promise, I shall sorrow no more at all. 
Turn that to your prayer. Turn that to your prayer. Those things that make you, when you are bubbly and something happens, the Lord says, I shall sorrow no more at all, at all, at all. It's not going to be part-time healing. It's going to be full-time and complete healing over that child, over that relation, over that uncle, over that brother, over that career, over that you know, finance, above all over that spiritual life. I shall sorrow no more at all, at all. No more, no more in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All the things that have happened in the past, they will dog me no more. Because I'm entering to a new phase in my life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Maybe that's why they get more. I'm just joking, but take it. They get more miracle on the campground. When they say in Jesus' name we pray, you hear that amen vibrating like that. I say you shall sorrow no more. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was listening to some tape in the car just yesterday. I mean, the day revibrated. Man of God was just praying. He just, just talking, saying something. Everybody there, you could see, you know, it was tape. I could almost see them jumping up. I say one more time. We shall sorrow no more at all in the name of Jesus. And let that be the standard we operate with. Don't key into some things that look very dignified, but they don't bring result. <laughs> I have that background, so people can't tell me stories. I've tasted both. But I know that when we worship and serve God passionately, I'm dropping things for the future here. Are you hearing me? Uh-huh. Final prayer point. Tell your neighbor, sorrow has gone already. Tell another neighbor. Tell another neighbor. Tell another neighbor. Huh? You are not just praying. You are declaring your victory already. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. My sorrow has gone. My sorrow has gone. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, your fire will not grow cold. I say hallelujah. Amen. So with the same energy, you say, I declare Amen. by the special grace of God that sorrow shall not find my address <laughs> and grief shall run far from my doorstep. Those, they look like crude prayers. But those crude prayers, they bring great results. <laughs> you want to declare that with me? In fact, I mean that one so well, I will leave you, whether you pray or not, and for another minute or so, I will declare that off microphone myself. So together, so that I can give, we can give each other some help. Say, I declare in the name of Jesus. Sorrow shall not find my dress, and grief shall run away from my doorstep. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice in this room and call on the name of the
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jehovah God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. We stand on your word that cannot be broken. And we rest in your assurance. And we trust in that name that's above all names. And by that token, I declare over this your people. And I say, you shall sorrow no more at all in the name of Jesus. No matter how tiny it might be. No matter how innocuous it might be. I stand in the name that's above all names. And the word he asked me as the title of the message, I repeat unto you once again. You shall sorrow no more at all in the name of the Lord Jesus. If that is the key to result in areas we are believing you for, we receive the key today. And we pray no other prayer this afternoon. But the one that you are proposed to work with. One more time, Father, not because you didn't hear us, but so that our own faith can rise. So that we can believe. We know we could say it one time, are you here? I find you have heard. But we will say it our own hearing one more time. I decree over your children. You shall sorrow no more at all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every bucket of sorrow that has been topped up, every balloon of sorrow that has been filled, let those balloon bursts, let those buckets be thrown out right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Step into your liberty. Step into your joy. By the mercy of the Lord, we won't have gone far into the month of November when your countenance will have changed completely. And without any shadow of doubt, by the end of this year, you will be fully settled and resolved in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Jehovah shall be praised. Father, we thank you. Faithful and true you are, O oh God. Jesus, marvelous name, we pray. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.